0: Happy New Year. It's DK back at you with another video here to break down the three-game NBA slate on Tuesday. If this is your first time watching, do cover uh, content for DraftKings, NBA, NFL, as well as for Prize picks. Prize picks they are the sponsor of the video. If you're not familiar, it's a player prop site where you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and one up to 25 extra money. You can mix and match sports, basically of every single sport you can think of. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS, 100% match up to $100, basically hundred dollars to play with on the site. Also, I'll have it linked down below. Went uh, three for three on Prize Picks today with a Ben Simmons push. So four for or three for three hits and one push, which was nice. Was originally going to take the Rudy Gobert over rebounds if Nasri got ruled out, but uh, it got bumped up before um, Nasri got confirmed out, so it didn't end up taking it, which was nice. Because Gobert is the absolute vote. Um, and oh yeah, if you guys are looking for premium content, you can check my Patreon link down below. A lot of different packages for DFS or for Prize Picks. So. Um, let's recap last couple nights here. Uh, New Year's Eve night was really, really solid. Could have been a massive night if, oh, the 76ers game didn't turn into a random blowout and Embiid, Melton, and Milton didn't play the full complement of minutes, which was super, super tilting. Also Sadiq Bay randomly getting benched. It's like, come on, man. Come on. So that was tilting, uh, but still ended up being a good night. And then tonight was also a really, really solid night, a three X overall in NBA. So let's go over my lineup here. And, uh, yeah, so I went with uh, Noel, LeVert, LeBron, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Seth Curry, Anthony Edwards, and Klay Thompson. So I wanted to get off Luka chalk in tournaments, and it was looking good. It was looking good in the first half. Luca had, like, 15, 20. He had, like, a really bad half. I'm like, yes, going to get away with. Also, I mentioned on the stream how I did not agree with ownership projections in Luca. A lot of projection sites had him, like, 10 to 15%. I was like, no, he's going to be chalk. And he was. He was, like, almost 50%. So, Got to call it that one, but I got off him, and of course he played the entire second half. It's like you can't play Luca 40-plus minutes a night. You can't do that for the amount of work that he's do- work that he does. But um, going over the rest of my lineup, so uh, I ate the chalk with Levert and Kevin Love and LeBron James. Jalen Noel was someone I was absolutely prioritizing once uh, D'Lo got rolled out, and he got confirmed starting. Uh, Draymond Green was relatively low on, which I was a bit surprised about. I was very high in the Warriors. I mean... A lot of the Warriors were relatively popular, um, but yeah, only 14% for Clay, 10% for Draymond. Obviously, double overtime did help there, but both those guys absolutely went off. Seth Curry, this was also tilting. He was relatively low on. He was breaking the slate. Biggest blowout in NBA history for him to not touch the court in the fourth quarter. And then also, I thought it was one of the best GP players to slate. Anthony Edwards had like zero points until like the end of the second quarter. Still finished with 50 plus, but. Oh, that was a frustrating start for him so that's the recap last couple days really really solid had all my price picks hit on DFS also made a straight bet on Anthony Lamb over rebounds three and a half that was nice so hoping to keep it going here for this three game slate and let's start off with Boston and OKC so there's a little bit of blow risk here obviously Boston one of the better NBA teams in the league OKC not so much but starting on the Boston side the only piece of news they're waiting for here is Robert Williams he is questionable if Robert Williams misses, I think you probably get a couple more minutes for Al Horford, probably a few more minutes for Grant Williams, and probably one of Blake Griffin or Lou Cornette into the rotation. But top end guys wouldn't really affect uh, Tatum or Brown much. Tatum Brown should play 35 to 40 minutes each as long as the game stays competitive. 9 3 for Brown, 10 7 for Tatum. It's at a point where, like, okay, both price points make sense. Um, I don't know if I have a lean on which one I prefer with Tatum and Brown. I think they both look pretty decent. I wouldn't say either are priorities, but. If the game says competitive, both have a pretty high ceiling. Marcus Smart, I'm always kind of just like, indifferent on. He's always not like low 6K range. You know, he's going to play most likely low to mid 30s minutes. Probably won't kill you. Usually doesn't have a massive ceiling. Every once in a while, you get that big um, Marcus Smart game. I do want to mention the mitts have been down on Brogdon, which is a bit surprising. 17, 17, 21, and 20 minutes over the last few games. Now he is good point per minute. Like he's going to be productive when he's on the court, but a little bit frustrating right now with how many minutes he's been getting. So, He's more of a tournament-only play. Al Horford at 4-8, I think, is a pretty safe play. He's going to look a little bit better if Robert Williams gets ruled out. And then Derek White randomly got benched last game for Grant Williams. But before that, he had played 30-plus minutes in the last four games. Another kind of decent value. Grant Williams, I think, is playable if Robert Williams misses. If Robert Williams is out, I would like Grant Williams a bit more here at 3-5. And then Robert Williams himself, if he plays, I think he's a good tournament play. Should see around 20 minutes and will be productive when he's on the court. Other than that, though, for Boston, probably not much. I mean, you probably get a few minutes for Sam Hauser in the rotation and maybe one of Cornette or Blake Griffin under the rotation, but not, not enough for me to get to them. Moving on to Oklahoma City. Lachey Goodless-Alexander had one of his worst games of his season so far, going for 28 fancy points in 32 minutes. Of course, the day that I took the Giddy under, um, and Giddy went over even with the blowout, which was just like, come on, man. Come on. But, yeah, Shea, I think, you know, game log watchers might might keep his own relatively low, 42-28 fancy points, but still has a pretty high ceiling. Like him for tournaments. Josh Giddey, also fine tournament play. It's just like every, like, I feel like once every, like, three or once every, like, five games, he'll get benched and play, like, 25 minutes. But, um, yeah, if, he, if you give me, like, 30 plus minutes from Josh Giddey, I think he's a fair play there. Lou Dort's 5-1. I mean, he's probably going to play close to 30 minutes. He's fine. The front court is where it's just like, you just don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, The other Jalen Williams, the guard Jalen Williams should see, you know, he's been consistently seeing 25 to 30 minutes, kind of just a neutral play for me. But the front court is where it's like, I just have no idea what's going to happen. The other Jalen Williams has been starting, but, uh, or whoops, I clicked on the wrong Jalen Williams. The other Jalen Williams as 3-3 has been starting, but hasn't really been playing a ton only put 18 minutes last game, 24 the game before that. You've been seeing some run from Mike Muscala. You saw Darius Baisley re-enter the rotation after getting a DNP the game before. You even saw a couple minutes for Eugene Amorie. I mean, I guess they could go small with Kenneth Williams if they wanted to. It's just like, it's. I hate the thunder on a small slate. There are few things worse in life than the thunder on a small slate, man. So, like, front court is just really, really hard uh, to trust anyone um, Trey Mann also been seeing decent minutes off the bench at 3.6k. I think he's a playable tournament option. But yeah, let's move on to uh, Washington and Milwaukee. So on the Washington side, we're still waiting to stats Brad Beal. Daniel Gafford also, I think it's gonna be questionable. He left the game at the end of the game last game. Taj Gibson also questionable. That's not really a big deal, though. So top end guys, if so Brad Beal's out. Porzingis and Kuzma look better. They get a usage bump. You know, Porzingis is on pace for a good game last game. Massive blowout to bail out the faders. I played him at low ownership. Kyle Kuzma also gets a usage bump. Those two would look better if Beal is out. Monte Morris probably plays over 30 minutes if Beal's out. He'd be a fair play in the mid-range. And then, you know, if like Beal and Gafford are out, you probably get Denny Advia in the starting lineup. So I think they would start Morris kispert denny kuzma and porzingis so denny Avio look a little bit better there at four six definitely be a solid value Ruri hashimura would probably get more run Hugh look good at four or five so um, the injury news is pretty big to keep an eye on here for washington corey kispert again there's no beal should start but probably play decent minutes he's just low low usage he's fine um now if gafford and brad beal are in then it definitely hurts everyone i think porzingis kuzma beal would all be just tournament plays Monty morris would be pretty risky you would, you know, get less minutes for Denny, less minutes for Rui. Um, Gafford himself, if he starts, I think would be playable 25, 26, and 28 minutes over the last three games. So uh yeah, it's kind of Washington's on to Milwaukee. Drew Holiday, finally back. He's been sick for like a month now. He's been on my basketball team. I'm like, how is this guy still sick? He missed like a full week and then he missed like a like a full week before that. I was just like, How is how is how often is this guy sick and how long is he sick for? It's not like he had COVID. I was just like, what is going on here? But um, Giannis at 12-1 with Drew Holiday back I would say is not a priority but he has been playing he obviously had really big games with both Drew and Middleton out still a pretty good spend up still a great matchup so I have no issue if you can get if you want to get to Giannis Drew Holiday one I do like the price point for him as long as there's no limitation he's been out for a week with that illness so he could see somewhat limited minutes we'll try to keep an eye on that Bobby Portis price is up and Drew Holiday back should lose minutes I still think he's playable in tournaments but I'm not as confident with him seeing about 30 minutes a game Brooke Lopez also just, you know, kind of is there. The value looks worse with, with Drew Holiday back guys like Carter, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Joe Ingles. Not saying these guys are completely out of play, but tougher to prioritize. Also, George Hill is most likely the back. That makes Javon Carter even tougher to get to. So maybe a little bit interested in Grayson Allen, maybe a little bit interested in Pat Connaughton. But uh, value is, is tough to prioritize here for Milwaukee. In the final game, we got Sacramento and Utah. So, uh, Sabonis got in random foul trouble last game. Only played 33 minutes. Would assume he plays, you know, 37, 38 in a competitive game. It's a good match against Utah. He just went for 52 last game. So, I think Sabonis is a solid spend-up. I don't think he's going to be super popular, uh, but I do like his ceiling. De'Aaron Fox at 9K, more of a contrarian spend-up. You know, the minutes have ticked up for him, 37, 39, 36. I was all over him this night with with Sabonis out, and he only played 30 minutes in a competitive game. I just don't understand what coaches do. Like, what are they thinking? But, yeah, Fox, more of a tournament play. If Kevin Herter's out, you know, small bump to Barnes, small bump to Keegan Murray, they probably play a bit more. you probably get a little bit more run from Malik Monk off the bench. Um, If Herter plays, I mean, all the wings are kind of just secondary plays with Herter, with Barnes, with Keegan Murray. I mean, Keegan Murray, been somewhere in that, like, 25 to 30-minute range. Playable. Malik Monk, I always like a ceiling in tournaments. You know, if he plays well, they will extend them. He does have, you know, 30, 40-plus fantasy point upside, So he's intriguing uh, tournament play on a small slate. Trey Lyles has been getting decent minutes. Um, he's been playing really well in those minutes. I don't know if we can continue to for him to average, like, over a fantasy point per minute, but he's playable value. Davion Mitchell's 3-3. Probably can't do it. I mean, you might see a little bit of backup run for Sean Holmes. Right now he's been playing the backup five, but um, I think I'd rather take the shot on Lyles over... Uh, homes and then finally Utah Jazz so and Clarkson these guys should see 35 plus minutes uh marketingin uh three or three of the last four games has gone for 50 plus but he's almost at 9K so it's like eh, the price points not amazing Jordan Clarkson probably a little bit easier to get to should see around 35 minutes so like the two main guys I think Mike Conley's very safe you know his minutes have ticked up 33 32 30 and 31 minutes over the last four games so I think he's a pretty safe play the front quarter all more tournament plays with a Linux with Kessler with Vanderbilt you know, you saw decent games for both Olenek and Kessler last game, but that was also with Vanderbilt getting in foul trouble. So, like the three front court guys are three front court guys are definitely playable, but I'd say all more so for tournaments. Blake Beasley also viable for GPPs. His minutes have been ticking down though of late, which is a little bit concerning. A Sexton is out though, so like maybe Beasley's minutes are a little bit more secure with Sexton out. I would think that NAW probably sees some rotation minutes, maybe worth a dart throw, but. Uh, that's going to do it for the Jazz, and that's going to wrap up the video as well. So if you guys have been enjoying the uh, DFS content, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Really do appreciate all your support, and I'll see you guys in the next video.